my sister made me view it. The Roswell edition. I have my co-host with me together in the same room today. I'm so excited. Oh, that's me. Hi, I'm Megan. Today we are going to talk about Roswell season one, episode 11, Toy House, when in reality, I should really be working on my book. I don't have to do storyboards. I have one more week before my job starts. Ugh. <laughs> luxury. Luxury, luxury. Uh, this week we also celebrate my inability once again to guess what's going to happen in a Roswell episode. That's right. Your guesses from the week before. Uh-huh. So Megan's guess last week is that Toy House is about Isabel Dreamwalks making people do what she wants. Um, Megan also wanted to see a magical fallout, uh, due to Liz ruining everything at the ceremony. Um, negative five stars? Oh, no. uh, that, that's a bullet point. <laughs> five stars. The five stars. <laughs> it's because you don't like Roswell. I get so nervous. Yeah, I, I, my suspicion was the five stones represent five stars that mark their home planet nice and the last guest was time travel memory jumping what's memory jumping it's like dream walking but going through memories instead of dreams cool it's probably a real roswell thing probably maybe Tabunte. we'll find out um did you get any of that no. in toy house and in fact nobody does what isabel wants it's the exact opposite nobody listens to poor isabel nobody listens to isabel Okay, so we open up with, I guess, um, I guess Max and Isabel's dad is out on a business trip. And so whenever this happens, <laughs> their mom, to like keep her mind off of it, like cooks for an army, even though it's just the three of them there. And um, so she's at the stove, cooking away, cooking away. There's so many vegetables in this kitchen. So many. The mom's talking to Max, and Max is doing biology, and and she's like, "Oh, oh, who's your lab partner?" Well, it doesn't matter because he broke up with his he lab partner. He did break up with her. He broke up with her. Listen, he's gonna do a lot of morose marooning in this episode <laughs> mooning over his poor lost Liz and they can never be together and I'm like it's your own fault <laughs> listen the two things I screamed the most this episode are one you broke up with her and spoilers that's not how you put out a grease fire <laughs> So as the mom is trying to get her son to engage and to talk about his female lab partner, and he's like, ma'am, leave me alone, leave me alone, um, the mom's cooking and knocks over an entire bottle, an entire bottle of vegetable oil, canola yep. oil. There it goes. Glug, glug. She's not paying attention. Listen, if you are going to cook in the kitchen, huh? you pay attention to what's going on around you. There are sharp things in the kitchen. <laughs> there are... You know, flammable things in the kitchen. This whole episode's about personal safety, I guess. <laughs> and the lack thereof. Yep. Listen, accidents happen in the kitchen. I'm yeah. just saying, you knock over an entire full bottle of canola oil and you don't, you don't see it. So now she's got a bunch of oil on her uh, flame gas range stove. Yep. And it goes 
kablooey. It goes up. And it's a huge fire because everything's on fire now. And so Max runs over and uses his magic alien powers to, to, you know, turn the flames off. And then to cover it up, he puts like a third of a pot of water and just like dumps it into what's left of their dinner. And he's like, ooh, ooh. And I'm already yelling, water's not how you put out a grease fire. Emily, do you know why? No, I was going to ask because... I mean, I know you can't put out a grease fire with water, but mm-hmm. I don't know why you can't do it. Okay, so oil and water don't mix. Right. Therefore, if you pour water on top of oil, it doesn't cover it. It, you know, if, if you guys have ever tried to mix oil and water together, you see like all the, all the little bubbles and stuff. So you're pouring a bunch of water onto an extremely hot surface. And while it will, I don't want to say intersect with the oil, but I mean like it'll disperse like within the oil, but it won't cover it up or, or dilute it. So you pour this ex- this water onto this extremely hot flame. It's going to turn into steam. And therefore, the particles of water are going to bear up particles of oil. So now, instead of a steam cloud... Listen, if you've ever seen a hearty blacksmith <laughs> stick a hot whatever he's blacksmithing into the cooling pot, you know, you get that huge tower of steam if you ever poured water on a campfire you get that huge tower of steam well now this mushroom cloud of steam has a ton of on fire oil particles inside of it so it just ends up making an even bigger explosion excellent if you do need to put out a grease fire though water is not it you need to starve it of oxygen so that's putting a lid on it putting a cookie sheet over it Mm -hmm. um Baking soda, sometimes like if it's small baking soda, uh, don't chuck flour on it. Absolutely Flour is also not. flammable. Real bad, real bad. So, anyways, that is the exciting incident. Inciting uh, incident. Inciting incident. But it is also <laughs> an exciting incident um, of the opening of this episode. That's it. That's it. And unfortunately, my zeal for kitchen safety turns out to be. Something I have in common with Sheriff Valenti. What? Because he also knows that's not how you put out a grease fire. So this fire calls the fire department. Somehow, yeah. And somehow also pages the sheriff's office. And and they're like, well, the fire's out. You guys, well, Max is like, the fire's out. You don't need to be here. Get out of our house. And mom is very grateful about like, Max, you saved my life. And he's like, I didn't do anything. I just, like, poured water on it. Like, it's driven. It's Yeah, it's definitely driven over. And, and now at this point, I'm like, oh. Oh, they know that's not how you put out a grease <laughs> Oh. So, oh, like you said, yes, Sheriff Valenti also shows just up. shows up. Because he's so, listen, he is just too much in Max's business. Not enough in Isabel's business. You would think if they were twins and he suspected one, he might suspect the other. (laughs) But uh, it's because Max is much better at lying than, (laughs) no, Max is much worse at lying than Isabel is. Yeah. Isabel's great. I want to see more of her. And we, we see her a little bit in this episode, but, um. Yeah, anyways, the sheriff comes in and is all, like, nosy and poking around and, and is surveilling all the damage and everything. And, and he, you know, he's told, oh, Max, 
Max put it out with water. He poured a pot of water on it. And he goes, bing. That's not how you put out a grease fire. (laughs) Oh, man. Okay, like, Sheriff doesn't think Max is the alien that killed that guy in 54, does he? I guess Sheriff doesn't know anything about aliens. He just knows something weird. Ever since Liz didn't die from a bullet, the Sheriff is just like, shenanigans are happening in my town stupid fire him vote for a different sheriff hey everyone voting in your local elections is very important very important so isabel and max are talking and max is revealing how he almost broke the sacred pact he definitely broke there is no pact (laughs) the pact has been broken a million times in every episode by every person it's not so much a sacred pact as it is a sacred guideline (laughs) more than actual rules so yeah so isabel is being a good sister and is coming in and talking to her brother and she knows he's very upset how does she know because he's listening to counting crows and he only listens to counting crows when he's upset oh so here's the other thing that i love about isabel is is she's just like you were right max to break up with liz he's like i you keep saying that. You said that like 10 times. Guys, Isabel like literally cannot contain the glee and the fact that Max broke up with Liz. Like cannot contain it. And here's <sighs> the thing. I thought she and Liz were getting to be friends. Like they painted their toenails together. <laughs> with clear polish. <laughs> polish. That Isabel voluntarily changed into a different color. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Like... I don't know why she... Okay, okay, maybe I do, because Michael got sick, and she was worried about Maria, because remember when Isabel was just like, he's all that I have, and she kind of alluded to the fact that Maria was taking him away from her, and I think she's feeling the same way about Liz taking Max away, Um, because Isabel, without those two, have nothing. You have nothing. You lose. Good day, sir. Anyway, Liz is talking to Maria and is saying that uh, their breakup was mutual. Listen, it's not. Breakups are, okay, I will not say never, rarely mutual. But Liz is not handling the breakup very well. She's, uh, (laughs) She's giving Max these, you know, looks in the hall. It's very, so I feel like the central story of this episode is like, how does everyone feel about Max and Liz breaking up? Michael's great with it. Maria's, like, trying to support her friend, but she's also, like, boys are dumb. And so <laughs> she's mad at Michael in this episode. And, like we said, Isabel fell for it. So, yeah. Because <sighs> Michael brings up the fact, did your mom see you? Because he's talking about, like, listen, it's it's difficult enough to have Liz and Maria in on this thing. He's like, you bring an adult in there? That's adults are the enemy. Like, basically, Michael is just like, okay, Max, you cannot tell your mom. Uh-huh. He's like, I know. I know. But I think, I don't know. Okay, real talk time. If our parents found out that we had magical slash alien powers, mm-hmm. how do you think they would react? You know, I don't know. Like, would they be... Would I'm, they, like, believe it at first? Or would they think we're goofing around? Right. Like, if we could, without a shadow of a doubt, sincerely prove, hey, look, I can turn 
ketchup into mustard. <laughs> That's the stupidest power I've ever heard. <laughs> I just wonder, like, if, if I had a kid or if I had a friend come and tell me there were magical powers, I think I would be an Alex. I uh-huh. think I would be super excited and want to know everything about it. I think it would get explained as something else. Like my faint telepathy. <laughs> faint telepathy. You know how I can kind of read minds? I'm very good oh, at guessing what I, people are going to say. And I thought you meant... No, like fainting. fainting. No, yeah, sorry. No. Uh, now listen, I can't actually read minds. It just seems like I can. <laughs> so I think it would be very much like, okay, well, you can't actually lift things with your mind. It just seems like you can. And mm. it's like, well, how how much proof do you need? Would you tell our parents if you had magical powers? I don't know. It would depend on the situation because, like, these guys are afraid that they're going to be found out by the government. And so they're trying to protect their parents. I would definitely tell my friends. I don't know if I would tell my parents. <laughs> Just because, I don't know. I don't know why I wouldn't. It just seems like something that is more of a peer thing. Well, Emily, we need one more person's reaction to Max and Liz breaking up. And Emily, whose reaction? We get Kyle's reaction because they are about to, I guess they made plans before the breakup that... Max and Isabel, Michael, Maria, Liz, everybody, maybe Alex. I don't know if I can't remember the Alex in this. They're all supposed to go to the ba- basketball game together. <laughs> you were going to say football game. Listen, <laughs> <laughs> it's a shock to all of us. You know what Kyle I said? Kyle is not a football jock. Yes, that was so surprising He's to me. A basketball jock. Listen, I don't do sports. I don't do art school. <laughs> I just assumed because that's like... The flavor of yeah, I would say football's the prevalent shows. flavor yeah. of TV jock, unless you're in a musical. Speaking of me not being able to say words correctly, uh huh. Um, so we were playing D and D, and I was gonna be like, I'm gonna do my planar warrior move. <laughs> I don't know what happened, but I said I'm gonna do <laughs> my boner warrior move. I don't know. Uh- where I didn't know you played a bard. <laughs> uh, I knew as soon as I said it that I was going to get mocked and I derailed it yeah, for like so, three minutes. Uh, so everybody's going to the basketball game. Everyone's there's like a worry game. about because we made plans when we were together and now we're broken up. But what does that mean for our plans for the basketball game? But they're like, oh, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. <sighs> Which that's so awkward to be in post breakup when like. Right. Like, do you, who do you side with? What if you side with not your friend? Maybe you side with their ex. Like, that's just a really awkward, awkward position to be in. Yep. Oh, well, before the football game happened, I mean, basketball (laughs) game happened. The football game. (laughs) Uh, Mom is going over some home videos we saw clips of at the very, very, very beginning of the episode. And she starts... Asking Isabel questions about, you ever seen your brother do weird stuff? (laughs) You know, did we notice why he's so different? And this is when, once again, Isabel has the exact same powers as Max. But he is just so obvious when he's trying to lie and or keep secrets. Mm -hmm. 
that is very funny to me that Sheriff Valenti and their own mother are like, oh, nothing suspicious about Isabel. Yeah. I'm like, she uses her powers more than anyone. Yeah, because when they get picked up from the orphanage, I'm sure these parents were told they were found together. And wouldn't they assume they're related? I don't know. They never took a DNA test. That's true. That's true. Oh, so yeah. Mom's like, have you noticed anything weird about your brother? Anything unusual? And Isabel's like, Max, you've done it now. I miss their dad. I miss uh, Agent Butterfield. Anyway, is this a commentary on how boys with special classroom needs get more attention than girls with special classroom needs? Maybe. I don't know. But we're watching the the Comets basketball game now. And cheering on the star of the show, Kyle, Kyle Valenti. Kyle Valenti. And Liz is into it. I think it's, like, at first I'm like, oh, it's just because she and Kyle are good friends. No, I think she's posturing a bit of being like, oh, Max, you don't want to hang out with me? Great. I, I'm going to show a lot of interest in my ex-boyfriend. Oh, no. Uh, Maria cheers for the wrong team at one point because she's just distracted by all the deltoids and <laughs> biceps and forearms and glistening muscles. Yeah. And so she's like, she's talking about boys, boys. And then Michael, not to be outdone, is like, ugh, humans. <laughs> humans. Do you think either of those boys will go out for sports? Either of those boys? Do you think... Uh, sorry, Max or Michael. Oh. Um, okay, so here's... Because I <laughs> haven't really, really seen it. Um, I would think it yeah. would be... <laughs> I think it'd go along the same line of, like, the Superman of, like, you can't because what if something happens? And so Max doesn't seem like the sporty type either. He seems like the quiet hide behind a tree... It reminds me that there's a storyline of Vampire Diaries where Stefan goes on the football team. He does? For just like an episode. <laughs> it's near the very beginning. Um, I think before Elena knows that he's a vampire, maybe? Spoilers. <laughs> the boy from Vampire Diaries is a vampire. And Elena's ex is best friend. Yeah, Elena's ex-boyfriend's best friend who okay. has some rage issues. Spoilers, he is a werewolf. <laughs> They tackle Stefan during practice super hard on purpose. Uh-huh. Like, might have killed him were he actually human. Ooh. And ends up breaking a bunch of bones in his hand. And Aww. I'm like, if he was a real human boy, he could not play football again ever. But good thing he has special healing powers. Good thing. So as if this weren't awkward enough, um, Isabel and her entourage shows up. Um, and... Alex is super excited and makes people get, like, not even Michael or Maria or Liz or Max. He goes and makes other people move so that all of them can fit on the same bench. And I think it's so cute. It is pretty, it is pretty sweet. Uh, and because of the shuffle, we now get new, uh, we now get new people sitting next to each other. So... <laughs> but Maria's not having any of it and she gets up and leaves Michael behind. Uh so this is the second time she's cold shouldered him. 
Of course, Isabel decides the middle of the basketball game is the best time to talk to Max that their mother is suspicious about Max's suspicious activities. <laughs> Which is a real shame because they decide to have this conversation in the crowded gymnasium. You know, when whenever anyone's there. And Isabel's very concerned about exactly the home videos mom was watching. Mm-hmm. We find out later it's because Max might be doing something preternatural <laughs> on those tapes. Yeah. Yeah. And Isabel is pushing to tell their mom. And Michael, I think, senses what's going on and immediately comes to shut it down. All they have to do is just leave Liz in a room with their mom for a while. Uh, because she... <laughs> Because Liz is the one who tells everyone the secret. Everyone who gets told, Liz tells. However, this conversation is quickly derailed because the star, the star of the comets, Kyle Valenti, goes down with his acting says torn hamstring, but I think the doctor later says broken, or like hurt ankle. I think ankle. a broken ankle. Broken ankle. And... Liz has decided it's her fault because he looked at her right before it happened. And listen, okay, the actor for Kyle did an amazing job here. Amazing. Because, like, he really looks like he's in pain because sometimes they're like, oh, ow, oh, ow. He's like, ah! (laughs) And so everyone's very concerned about him and Liz is looking at him going like, oh no, and Max is only focused on Liz, focusing on Kyle going, oh no, oh no. You (laughs) broke up with her. You don't get say over her social, you told her she was unlovable. Did he? No. Okay, I was like, I missed Not with his words. Not with his words, with his (laughs) actions. With his actions. Yeah, that, it's just frustrating. Anyway, so after his work shift the next day, you can tell because he's wearing his work uniform. His cute, Uh, cute UFO It's just a vest, Emily. It's adorable. Uh, He runs into Liz, who's going to bring Kyle a pie for breaking his... For apologizing for being the reason he broke his ankle. Apologizing. Apologizing. <laughs> She's apologizing with pie. And, and Max obviously upset. doesn't like this. Ugh. Well, anyway, then we have the safety sheriff. Stupid sheriff. Valenti. Safety town sheriff. Safety town sheriff. He is trying to, like, tell their mom something's up without telling their mom that something's up. And he's brought her some pamphlets to their house. Because he is a good sheriff and he's in touch with the town. No, he's not. He's not. He is hyper-focused on one dumb boy. (laughs) (laughs) He literally hands her the pamphlets and is like, I highlighted how to prevent grease fires or how to take care of grease fires. For the next time you have a grease fire, because obviously you didn't take care of this one. (laughs) Except they did. Because... He, like, points out to Mrs. Evans, you cannot put out a grease fire with water. What? That's not how you put out grease fires? I mean, yeah. He's, he's, and she falls for it. She's like, she totally does. Oh, no. My son? Ah! Well, after that, it's in a beautifully lit, like, gorgeous kitchen. And then we cut to... 
cold industrial shop class. <laughs> and Maria is doing her best to make something on the bandsaw. And she's definitely not operating the bandsaw with, with proper. And so Michael comes over and mansplains how to do it. And he's wondering why she's so mad about not it. Not only that, they're all like waving their hands around the bandsaw. And I'm like, that's not safety. <laughs> so I love celery root. <laughs> I, watching this through as an adult. For the first time. For the first time. So um, I love Maria and Michael together because of the opposite pairings that they have. Like she is so emotionally in tune with herself and her feelings and what she's feeling. And Michael is like this closed off feelings don't matter. Anytime I even get an idea that there's a feeling coming up, he's just like absolutely not. And I don't think I gave these guys a chance because as a kid, when I watched this, I was 100% in the camp of Max and Liz. And anytime anything ever took away from Max and Liz, I would get really like frustrated because I'm like, I don't care about anybody else. I'm really appreciating Maria and Michael this time through. I really like it. Glad one of us is. Anyway, um, he wants to know why she's been giving him the cold shoulder. Mm-hmm. And it turns out it's because he hurt her feelings. Yeah. She was there for him when he was mysteriously ill. And he didn't even say thank you. No, he didn't. And he just doesn't have, he doesn't have any experience with friends, like at all. He just has his weird alien siblings. <laughs> that they are together. and that's Because the they only, have to. They have to be. And so when she opens up to him and it's just like, you, yeah, like you said, you didn't even say thank you. I don't think like, that ever occurred to him at all. Yeah. And she was by his dying bedside. Yeah. And she's like, I didn't walk away. Like, I dragged your disgusting body everywhere. <laughs> and, you know, you never, you never said anything. There's a dog on the bed. Yeah. He has separation anxiety and can't be more than five feet away from me at all times. Meanwhile, my cats. <laughs> Guess what her cats did? Okay. Eight times. Three times. Nineteen times. Three times. A million times. At least twice. <laughs> they uprooted my fern. It was a dead fern. It was struggling. It my wasn't ca- dead. <laughs> my cats only like plants that are crunchy. So you the- can see the fresh basil is unmarred. <laughs> So, anyways. My cats have pulled the crunchy fern out of its pot three times. And today, they pulled the crunchy fern out of its pot and knocked it on the floor. And I'm like, we're not replanting this anymore. (laughs) So, I owe Emily a fern. I'm sorry. Just control your children. It's at night when I'm sleeping. (laughs) I don't have telepathy. (laughs) So, Max has brought Kyle his apology pie. Liz has brought Kyle. <laughs> Liz has brought Kyle. <laughs> this would be a very different show where he's like, well, I could deliver it for you. <laughs> Probably spit in it. Uses <laughs> alien powers to make it taste like soap. <laughs> I'm sure there's a power on the wiki that is that. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, Liz is so sad that Kyle's basketball season is over. Broke his ankle. Hey, have you ever broken a bone? I have. What bone did you break? I broke my left arm as a kid. I almost broke an elbow. I jumped out of a giant swing, but I was swinging super high, and I just 
Jumped out and broke it. I have not broke a body bone. I broke a tooth. You I broke a mouth t- bone. I broke a mouth bone. <laughs> and I have two tooths. Uh, I was very sad not to see the wall of guns in Kyle's house. Yes! Come I don't on, know. that's the best part! I, know, I don't know if they're shooting in a different location now. Because <laughs> uh, he was sitting in front of the TV, but maybe it was a TV in his room. I don't know what the 90s were like. I don't remember. But yeah. Um, Liz is all set to be like, oh, Kyle. And he's like, I don't want to talk about it. Yeah, he's Because guess like, what? What? She broke up with him. <laughs> she did. And she seems so hurt that he doesn't want to talk to her. And, okay. I'm not going to go on a tangent tangent. But, like, she feels bad. I don't think she's trying to make up for anything. I don't think she's trying to make up for breaking up with him. But it's a small town. Everybody knows everybody. Like, they have history. But he is not interested in it at all. That's it. That was that was my brilliant insight. Poor Kyle. I don't want him to be the villain, but things just keep happening. Now he doesn't even have basketball anymore. What's he going to use all his free time for, Megan? Listen, at the, maybe he's going to join his father in hunting aliens. Why would he? You looked at me as if you had something particular in mind for his free time. No, I just wanted to know what you think he's going to do now that he doesn't have basketball in his life. It's so sad. When the school year started, he was the star jock with a great girlfriend, and now he's neither <laughs> because of Max. Because of Evans. Max Evans. Ugh. Anyway, back at the Evans house. <laughs> speak of the devil, and he paints the ceiling. Uh, listen, <laughs> listen. Yep. If you have fire damage. You can't just paint over it. You have to replace stuff. Yep. That's not how you put out a grease fire damage. (laughs) Max has got his roller out and he's just repainting their very burned ceiling. But, you know, he put out the fire so quickly. Maybe it is just a little smoke damage. (laughs) Uh, He and his mom are going again over the story of the fire and mom's like, I have a pamphlet, Max. I knew it's now you not put out a grease fire. Very dramatic. <laughs> the sheriff gave me this pamphlet. And it says in the pamphlet, right where he's highlighted. <laughs> it's almost as if the sheriff knows you put out the grease fire a different way. Max is so suspicious here. He's like so awkward and staring. And he's like, uh, uh, thank goodness the good liar of the family, <laughs> Isabel, comes home to save his bacon. P- p- yeah, that one. His alien bacon. Buttocks. Hmm. So thankfully they decide to have their argument in a place much more remote than the school auditorium and they drive way out so they're standing in front of this cool plant. Okay, listen, I've, I've mocked the conversation at the game and the conversation in front of this plant, but I gotta say, this show goes the extra mile to have interesting backgrounds when things are happening. There's not a lot of people standing in front of walls and talking. So they have really good locations and they have really good lighting i like the lighting on this show a lot good you know areas of the face that fall into shadow with you know pops of color and it's just it's nice yeah and here is where we get to see isabel's heart who cares about isabel nobody listens to her no we get to see it it exists she comes across as like all cold and like you know everything but She is passionately arguing to Max. We have to tell mom. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, Because mm -hmm. Max is just like, no, she doesn't know anything. The sheriff doesn't know anything. And she's like. (laughs) The sheriff knows a couple things. Max, they're suspicious. We have to head this off somehow. 
And she is just like, this is what she wants. Like, this is the desire of her heart, of her soul. Because she hates lying to their mother. Yeah. Doesn't really mention their dad. But, you know, she's just like, Max, she's my mom. A mother and daughter. Like, and I just, we get to see Isabel be really, really passionate here. And like, really... Mm -hmm. I don't know. Like, we've just kind of seen her go through life and be a teenager or whatever. But, like, finally we get to see something that's real. Mm-hmm. And, oh, I'm just, I love it. I'm and, here for it. Yeah, and sadly, Max has pre-decided that if Mom knows, it'll change everything and therefore ruin it. Mm-hmm. He won't even listen to, he won't even talk about it. He's just like, absolutely not. Yeah. And that is not fair. Listen. Isabel even says, this isn't just your decision, Max, but apparently everything is Max's decision. Yeah. My second time through, I'm realizing. He's my least favorite Max is a control freak. (laughs) We get to see some cool alien powers. Yeah, Isabel just uh, swiping new lipstick colors on, but she's very good and very subtle and hides it when mom comes in the room. So finally, finally, this conversation with mom, we finally talk a little bit about the orphanage. And so I was like, under the impression... They, that this family picked these kids up off the highway. Oh. Apparently I was incorrect. You were incorrect. These children went to an orphanage. Yeah. And their parents, bless their hearts, picked out six-year-old siblings at an orphanage. And I'm, I'm pretty sure Isabel is telling the truth that she doesn't remember much, right? Yeah. Because the mom's just like, oh, tell me about your life before the orphanage. And she's trying to get answers. And Isabel's just, she's like, what do you remember? And she's like, I remember you and dad coming to adopt us. And I remember you had a yellow sweater on and you looked like the sun. I'm like, oh, it just melts my heart. Maria's final napkin holder doesn't look great, but looks as if it will hold napkins. So... (laughs) It's a box. <laughs> it's a box. And her and Michael are having another date, date, And he's like, why should I? Why should I say thank you? Like, he just comes out of nowhere and she's just like, ah, you've made me think about my feelings and I don't like it. Yeah. And so he thinks, okay, I find this really, really interesting. I find this interesting because he takes her project And he's going to use his alien powers on it. And he's like, there, we're going to be even. And that says so much about how he's been raised is that people don't do nice things for you. They do it when they want something from you. It's transactional. Yeah. And I have a friend whose family is like that. And it drives her nuts because she just knows when they come over and are nice to her, they're buttering her up to ask her for something that is like, either for money or for whatever and and all these things and just how exhausting it is to have like knowing as soon as someone shows up on your door that they're not really there for you and how disappointing that has to be and see it reminds me of in our way of king's reading (laughs) (laughs) at the pure lakes you've got that it's not ishik at the pure lakes is it uh that there's 
a woman and he's trying to be in her debt and she's trying not to be in his debt because if there's too much debt on the wrong side, they'll have to get married. (laughs) Which she, I think, wants. Yeah, she wants. Okay, that's it. So she's always trying to make him indebted to her and he's always trying to balance the scales. (laughs) And I feel like that's very much what's happening here, that Michael's like, you're not going to trick me into dating you. Yeah. Unfortunately, however, he breaks her project instead. So now he is even more... In her debt, according to his weird transactional view on life. But Maria says, you can't wave your hand over a problem and make it go away. She is challenging his view of the world and it is very uncomfortable for him. And listen, it is uncomfortable when people make you stretch and learn and grow. But you can become a better person for that. Meanwhile, Kyle has definitely gotten Liz... Like, he's got Liz's number. And he's like, hey, the pie, it was a guilt pie, wasn't it? And he's like, you felt sorry for me? You feel responsible for my ankle? And she's like, what? No, no, I don't. And he's like, you know, I just found out I'm going to miss the whole season. (laughs) And Liz sinks down into the chair being like, I'm so sorry. (laughs) And he's like, ha! I knew it! I knew it! I knew it! But anyway, the real, what Liz really feels guilty about is not the ankle. It's about breaking up with him because she broke up with him. But now Max has broke out with her. She's like, I know how it feels. (laughs) I know. And I feel bad. And I'm like, yeah, you should have broke up with him earlier. But anyway, uh, Kyle turns out is a little bit of a tricky minx. He's only going to be out for two weeks. What kind of broken ankle mends in two weeks? I don't know. Maybe his dad has special FBI surgeon connections. (laughs) But I like this scene. The two of them, because, you know, right when a breakup happens, there's a lot of emotions and and feelings in the air. Um, And now that I think those emotions have settled, the two of them are able to talk it over. Mm -hmm. And Kyle's in touch with his, like, inner emotional feelings, (sighs) which you don't get to see very often. You usually see people just, like, like react like michael yeah but like i just i adore kyle i adore him i think we talked about this a lot a lot earlier in the series but that kyle is very like you said he's very in touch with his emotions and his feelings and he's very honest about how he feels and he's very good at um like earlier on in the show when he's doing a confrontation with liz where he says hey we agreed to do this and you didn't and it made me feel this way Mm -hmm. so however charming scene is seen by the worst liar in all of Roswell, New Mexico, (laughs) Maxwell Evans. And he sees Kyle and Liz together in a booth and he turns around and gets real sad and just leaves and he's just real sad. But guess what? He broke up with her. He broke up with her. You have to be prepared for emotional fallout when you make relationship choices without (laughs) consulting the other person i'm getting gray's anatomy flashbacks and max is being a real Derek shepherd he's being a real (laughs) mcdreamy about this oh we forgot what do we forget the sheriff tells mrs evans about max being at the crashdown cafe the day of the shooting and like brings her to his office and like walks her through it and is like Your son was there and weird stuff went on. And she's like, oh. (laughs) 
that's exactly so what angry at the sheriff. I'm so I'm not mad at the mom, but I'm like, I don't know. The sheriff is telling her crazy things like, hey, this like he literally tells her the girl got shot. Max reached down, put his hand on her and healed her. And I'm like, I would stand up and go tell someone like the sheriff's having a nervous breakdown because this, but the sheriff thinks my son is Jesus. <laughs> He's turning ketchup into mustard. <laughs> <laughs> Emily, we're back to those. All right. Mom's suspicions are raised even higher. And she's back to those same home videotapes. What is it that she is looking at on these tapes? So there is a videotape where young Max and Isabel are at the park. And the parents are videotaping them. And they're running around all these pigeons. And they find a hurt pigeon. Uh, and the mom's like, don't leave it alone. Like, don't touch it or whatever. And it has a hurt wing. And Max picks it up and he just holds it because they're like, his, its wing is clearly broken. Like, Max, don't touch it. And then he just like throws it up in the air and it flies. It flies away. It's perfectly fine. Not only that, it changes into a dove. <laughs> Can you believe this bird was touched by an angel? <laughs> Very, very quick uh, focus puller work from the dad working the VHS camp. <laughs> yeah. in I'm sure that's their 80s. And they didn't have high definition, but he has got it trained on that bird. And so now his mom is just like, Max, explain yourself. Can you, can you, do you know what just happened there, honey? The bird had a broken wing. <laughs> and you touched it and it that's my best mom voice anyway yeah apparently mom hasn't stopped thinking about this for 10 years none of this would have happened if their dad had just stayed home (laughs) yeah (laughs) women shouldn't be left to their own (laughs) devices i'm kidding we're two women that have been left to our own devices look how good we're doing we're making a podcast we're making a podcast and Max tries to, like, like his emotions come out because the mom's like, oh, you're always so guarded. And he's like, you're interrogating us, me. You're investigating me. And he gets real Mad. worked up about it. Mad, yeah. <laughs> Max, where are you going? Out. <laughs> Act break. Next, we move to an alien convention. Yeah. <laughs> a trio. A, a meeting of the minds. Yep. Uh, at a very beautiful sunny reservoir, again with the the nice stuff in the background, mm-hmm. Isabel and Michael are being Max's angel and shoulder devils. <laughs> they are taking his internal conflict and taking it externally. <laughs> and Michael's all like, we destroy the videotape and then it's her word against ours. And Isabel's like, her word? I- She's a grown-up, you moron. <laughs> and she points out, like, it will be very helpful to have an adult on our side one day. Like, Isabel thinks ahead. Isabel is a smart strategist. And Michael is just like, she, like, he's he's the emotional one in this one. And Isabel is the logical one. And Michael is just like, there's no such thing as unconditional love. She will turn on you if she finds out about this. And, oh, I just, 
I feel so bad for Isabel because it's something she wants so bad for good reason. It's very sad. I thought that was really a good uh, thing you said about Max's internal conflicts are represented by Michael and Isabel. At school the next day, Maria in her locker finds a very nicely fixed napkin holder. Mm -hmm. And then we cut to a shot of Michael standing in front of a a sign in the hallway. And Emily, what does the sign say? It says, today I will commit one random act of senseless kindness. And I'm like, this is about as subtle as the halo behind Hawkeye in Avengers 1. (laughs) I'm good now. I save babies. (laughs) Uh, unfortunately, his new napkin box, Maria says, she still failed. Do you think she actually failed? Or do you think it's like Kyle where she was? No, remember, um, she didn't turn in Michael. Oh, she didn't turn in Michael. She turned in her own. And he's all like aghast because he's sure that, that his would have, his would have won. Because he did it with his with regular, his no powers at all. None. And Maria kept it. She kept kept it. But I mean, like, Maria, you can, you get your school assignments back (laughs) after the teacher's graded, right? Like, you know that. I think it would be, I don't know, if someone gave me something, I wouldn't want to give it away even if I was going to give it back. Yeah. And the scene ends with Michael saying, I have something to say to you. And it's, don't help me. I can't be indebted. I can't be entangled. I gotta be a stone wall. And when I'm around you, I don't feel like I'm a stone wall anymore. And instead of, like, storming off, she, Maria, like, pulls it out. And she's like, so what do you feel like? And and she gets him to talk about how he feels on the inside. Listen, I was not this way in high school. I would have been like, oh, you don't like me. Bye. <laughs> Yeah, I would have been like, I'm sorry, I do not have time for you if you aren't interested in me. (sighs) You look cold, lady. (gasps) Why are they so cold? I don't know. Here, give them to me. Wait, I have to hold the microphone. Oh, um, hold it with one hand. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I just don't want your little hands to get so cold. They're your money makers. Yeah. Anyway, Max shows up to be all noble and be like, if you and Kyle get back together, I won't get in the way. (laughs) And Liz is like, it's not like He's my brother. (laughs) I'm kidding. Liz is like, it's really not like that. Uh, And you're projecting. You're projecting. How These girls are so smart. I did not learn half of this stuff until I was well out of high school. And she definitely stands up for herself because she's like, hey, if it was happening, I wouldn't need your permission, McDreamy. Because guess what? You broke (laughs) up with me. Uh, Liz finally is like, take psych class, Max. You are controlling. So that's how she knows. They must have a really good psych teacher at that school that teaches the kids to look inward and speak with positive language and Mm -hmm. all this stuff. And she's encouraging him, like, you don't have to hold the whole weight of the world on your shoulders. You can let other people help. And you can just see, like, Max put up a brick wall and be like, absolutely not. That is not what I can do. So, one of the closing scenes, uh, I think Max's mom goes to hunt down that same healed pigeon. (laughs) That's right, she goes to a park. (laughs) With no children, just sits on a bench. I'm going to find out with proof. But, you know, it's so we can get, again, an interesting background with stuff happening in it. Mm -hmm. 
Because otherwise... Yes, there's a term for that. And now I'm so mad I can't remember it. It's when you have, like, to give a lot of information in a scene. And instead of making it be info dumpy, you put something, like, really surprising in it. Like, I was watching a YouTube video. Now I can't remember which one it was. But they were explaining, like, there's a scene in a hospital where they have to get a lot of uh, information across. And so they have one of the characters whose day job is to be, like, a party princess like uh-huh. and so she's at the hospital in her like princess getup um because she didn't have time to change and that's what happens in the scene and the person was like it's an example of this thing was it a fascinator that's probably not the term for it so anyways i'm sorry but that i brought that up and i don't know what it is that's all right uh max and mom have a heart to heart and she's like, I'll never, I'm, I'm never going to quit you. <laughs> never going to give you up. You're my son and I love you. And Max is like, great, I'm an alien. <laughs> That's not what happened. <laughs> Basically, she knows he has a secret. He says, I love you too. I'm never telling you what this is. And she's a little hurt. Like, she just can't understand why he can't tell her. And he's brought her something. Is it a fire extinguisher? Is it the it's body a of the pigeon? shoddily wrapped. Is that a toy house? <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> I forgot that this episode was called Toy House. <laughs> and I had all these guesses for what it means, but no, it's is literally a toy house. Mm-hmm. So the episodes before this have been like a lot about action. There hasn't been a lot of like emotional yeah. connecting. Like the problem of the episode is something specific like someone's been poisoned or someone's dying or we have to get to this house. And this uh, relationship with the mom is like much more of a like it's like a, a not a lower stakes story, but it's, it's a lower action story. Yeah. Emotionally, the stakes are very high. And he's... He has a conversation where he talks to her about, like, remember when you gave this to me? Because he hated it. He straight up Mm -hmm. tells her he hated the house when he was first adopted. He hated where he was living. And he wanted to go home, but he didn't know where home was. And she gave him this house and said, you can just look at it and know that it'll take you home. And he heavily alludes that there is something going on with him. (laughs) His secret. His secret. And he's like, don't ask me about it. He's like, I know you love me. Don't. I can't tell you. And that would worry me as a mom. I'm like, he's into drugs. He's. (laughs) He is into drugs. He's, if you ask Alex, he's definitely into drugs. He's definitely into drugs. So yeah, but he has, he has preemptively decided not to tell the mom and goes to talk to Isabel about it later and just says like. We're not telling her. And it breaks Isabel's heart. It's not fair. It isn't. Isabel never gets to make the important decisions. Nobody listens to Isabel. Nobody listens to Isabel. And the sad thing is, for a split second, she thinks Max has told their mom. And when he tells her he didn't, she starts crying. Like, she breaks down and starts crying. This was so important to her. All right, what's the next episode called? Okay, so the next episode is called... So this is season one, episode 12. It's called Into the Woods. Oh, it's a musical. It's it's a musical. Oh, R.I.P. Stephen Sondheim. Sondheim. It just happened this week. All right, so my guesses are... 
They literally walk into the woods. Okay. To get clues. <laughs> to get clues about who they are and what it means. Where are there forests in Roswell, New Mexico? I don't know. Well, I think Michael and Liz are going to get back together. I think Michael and Marie are going to get back together. I think Isabella and Alex are going to get back together. You have high hopes for And all then these. they're all going to break up. <laughs> Just to keep things interesting. <laughs> okay, do you know what? Do you know what? I'm going to say the sheriff is going to get one step closer to the truth in this episode. The woods are his domain. One step closer. Okay, cool. Well, those are the predictions for next week and i'm so excited to watch this with you yeah with okay listen maybe it's a low bar compared to last week's episode this one was boring what it's the emotional like linchpin i don't care about these emotions (laughs) i'm sorry but i'm not in high school anymore and i'm not heavily invested in these high school students which i said when we were watching the episode and then emily says megan it takes place in a high school get invested (laughs) so who knows maybe the magic of the natural beauty of the forests will get me invested next week there we go um well that was really fun and thanks for doing this with me. You You're are welcome. a really good sister. No, and I appreciate- you. No, you. Thank you for editing all of these. You're welcome. That's a huge workload, and I appreciate you. You're welcome. So, um, I am actually not going to go work on my book. I'm going to go work on editing this episode. That's what I'm going to do. Yep. I'm going to go warm up my freezing hand. They are cold. Only one of them. Feel this one. That one's fine. That one's fine. Feel this one. What is happening? I don't know. Sit on it. Blockage. Stick it in your armpit. I've got a... I've got a... Blockage. <laughs> I couldn't come up with anything more medical than that, but I could definitely see the little CG graphic in-house, what it would look like. <laughs> it's not called a stroke when you get it in... Okay, it's only and called your, a stroke when you get it in your head. It's just called a clot when you get it in... No, a... a not an embolism. Yes, an embolism. Oh, I might have an arm embolism. I don't want you to have that. Okay, me neither. (laughs) Anyways, I love you. And we'll do this again soon sometime. All right. Ready? I believe in you. I believe in you. Ready? Break. Break. Oh, that was not. Come on. That's my cold hand. No! My sister made me view it through Roswell edition. We appreciate you guys a ton. And we just think you are fabulous and just are so happy you're here with us. So we wanted to give you a heads up that a week from today, which will be December 9th, you guys can listen to our next Way of Kings episode. And then join us back here again on December 16th. And you can hear the next Roswell episode. We're just going to keep them coming. You can't stop us. Don't stop me now. Please don't stop the music. (laughs) So anyways, 
Uh, Special thanks. Thank you. Special thanks to Michael Biancardi for the use of his song, A Passing Storm. Michael, we super appreciate you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm going to watch Arcane, Michael. I am. (laughs) I finished one episode already. I'll watch more. We'll get there. Uh, You should, guys, you should also check us out on our Twitter, Tumblr, and Instagram where we post cute pictures of our pets, kind of keep you updated with all the cool going-ons behind the scenes, and uh, drop us a line. We would love to hear from you. We think you're great. You know what would really help us, you guys? If you went and reviewed us on Apple iTunes, uh, that really, 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 really helps. Does it? It does. Like, really, 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 You're all mocking me, aren't you? Yes. Well spotted. We're spotted. We're done. Anyways, so I hope you guys had a great Thanksgiving. I hope you ate as much food as you wanted and that you just enjoyed yourselves because, you know, life is short. We'll talk to you guys in a week or so and we'll talk to you later. We believe in you. Bye.